1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. From the Rocket Mortgage Studios, will you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, folks, remember, Rocket can. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS. Up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern, work or shoot. And just because everybody else did it, I have to do mine. One twenty p.m. Eastern, Tom Brady Super Bowl's ranked, which number one turned into a near fist fight in studio earlier this week. It's all coming up, but right now we've got to go to the hotline. We welcome in one of the best, one of my favorite analysts, one of our favorite guests. Follow him on Twitter, at RandyCrossFB, a three-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, UCLA UCLA Hall of Famer Randy Cross joins us on the show. Hello, Randy.
2: Hey, now, how you doing?
1: I'm doing wonderful. I'm happy yeah. as hell to have you. I'm not happy as hell that my prediction didn't come out right. I picked Kansas City last week, and boy, went to hell really went to hell really quickly. What happened last week, and how did Tampa Bay just not only win but just beat them in such a convincing fashion? Well,
2: you know, a lot of it really came down to the lack of appearance. <laughs> when it came to that uh, Kansas City defense. I mean, they, Tampa was able to control the, the pace of the game, the feel of the game. I mean, overall, the Tampa D, Tampa O, I mean, it was so much Tampa. I think that's what shocked a lot of people. And it wasn't that Mahomes didn't have the game plan, but it became pretty clear pretty fast that, if they're going to pressure him like that with four or five guys, that is not a good sign when it comes to what you're going to have going on behind it. And They didn't have much in the way of answers. It was uh, – it, it got kind of boring, actually, which isn't usually yeah. what you could say the last ten years or so for a Super
1: Bowl. Oh, yeah, it was low – because as a football fan, I'm going, man, this is going to be great. Great storylines, quarterbacks, the whole thing. And the coaches are, are a little bit older, but they're showing just how great they've been through – through the the evolution of football that's going to be great and then by the second half it's like man people are falling asleep during this thing now there has been <laughs> I tell you what Randy there's been some tall tales being told here over the last week what's the truth What what's the honest opinion of Mahomes right now what's the honest opinion of Tom Brady right now as you see the fallout from this game if you were to sum up where they're at in their careers tell me about Tom tell me about Mahomes
2: well I mean Tom's career kind of speaks for itself so it's unprecedented what he's doing, not only from a winning standpoint, but from a, <clears throat> excuse me, from a longevity standpoint. I mean, he's taken advantage of the technology. He's taken advantage of all the edges he could possibly find. Um, you know, Mahomes didn't have both starting tackles, and it looked like it. So are you going to judge him off this one game and how he performed under that kind of duress? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna to choose to judge him on sort of his body of work so far. I think, you know, he's he's to me is the best young quarterback in the NFL. He just happened to lose to the best quarterback in the NFL.
1: Randy Cross with us on the show. Uh for the future of Kansas City, I i I don't know if we're gonna get the same hangover that we've seen over the last how many years now. Do you feel there could be a hangover coming for Kansas City, or is this something that might get something ignited within that football team for 2021?
2: Well, that game, yeah, as you know, it shouldn't be real hard to put it behind them because <clears throat> that's very forgettable when you play that kind of a game in, in that big of a spot. But, you know, much like what happened to the Niners last year, um, what kind of happened to – a team like Atlanta a few years back down in Houston. Um, yeah I, I it, it's hard to guess but if you're going to go with the percentages, the percentages tell you that that losing team better do something highly unusual this offseason better be really really good at putting this whole thing away. I mean we, if we've learned anything over you know probably the last 20 years of the Super Bowl era, is the teams that lose the Super Bowl, it's more important to them to forget about everything than it is for the winners. You know, the winners, it's almost a given. Well, you can't let that, you can't dwell on that success. You can't dwell on that win. Well, that goes double for the team that comes out on the short end of the stick. And, you know, when you lose the way that they did, that's a short end of the stick. It's kind of hard to get out of your memory.
1: Randy Cross with us on the show what's it mean to have because both of these guys are in their 60s and the way we're looking at coaches well you know if they're not 31 anymore we don't want them anymore and here you got a guy in Arians who's late 60s you got a guy in Reed who's in his 60s and these are guys who've seen everything and they've been able to keep pace and actually beat people to the punch while the NFL is changing does that mean more to how good these coaches are these two guys
2: yeah, I think it speaks to that. And I, and I say it also speaks, if you look at both those staffs, it speaks to their ability to spot talent, especially young talent from a coaching standpoint. And to get ownership and management to pay them, to recognize them, you go down those two staffs. I mean, they've got legitimately a couple guys on each staff that could and should and have been, in some cases, head coaches. You know it's it, it's still despite the result of last Sunday, i I still am just stunned that Eric the enemy not a head coach in the NFL. Um, I just look at it and go, "Well, this guy was hired and that guy was hired, and why in the heck not?" But you know we'll eventually find out you know they'll they'll have some excuse,' there'll be something. But, you know, I, I think the the head coaches, they they can – the success they've had, they can both, you know, sort of look at it and go, hey, look, judge me on what I've done. I'm okay with that. And the better part of those staffs are getting to the same point.
1: One more on the Super Bowl I want to ask you about Watt and Watson and, and everything else going on. Mm-hmm. Randy Cross joining us on the show. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you you won three Super Bowl. You never repeated as a Super Bowl champion, right? You never went back-to-back? In your career, no, they
2: they won it again the year after
1: I retired. How?
2: But how, uh, that, on the other side, I never lost one either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because <laughs> let me into this. Because I I was always I was picking against Kansas City the whole whole year, Andy. I mean, I really was. I'm going. It's so hard to put. And I I, I overuse this term. Put the confetti back in the cannon. You know that it's it's mm-hmm. one thing to have that chase, and then especially now you got free agency now. Guys start to think about themselves and their family. It's only natural. It's only natural to do. How hard is it in professional sports, but especially professional football, to repeat a Super Bowl? Uh,
2: Yeah, I think it's really hard. I think it's – and that's why you look at the all-time, how many teams have actually managed to do it. You know, it's – I mentioned earlier, you know, the loser. You know, it's so difficult to just put things away. I know – the first time we won one, we just we absolutely puked all over ourselves the next year, and didn't handle it well. And and if you want to make the analogies about celebrating too much or whatever you want to talk about, we violated all those rules. Um, the next time we won, we had almost gotten to the Super Bowl the year before. The next year in eight, you know, eighty four, we were eighteen and one. The next year, we were pretty doggone good, but we never really got that edge back. And you know, I after observing the Patriots for ten years, doing their preseason and, and seeing them in the the training camp kind of period, it was crazy. Bill Bell, you never saw a ring, you never saw a trophy. You, the only thing you saw was at the last home preseason game, they dropped a banner. But outside of that, you never heard boo about it. And I think for anybody trying to do that this year, especially these Tampa Bay Bucks, that's going to be number one. Nothing about this year, nothing at all, nothing about that game, nothing matters. You're going to have your ring. You're going to have your moment. But, you know, there are 31 teams that are out for blood, and you're going to find that out pretty doggone fast come September.
1: I'm not giving away what I can sell because I'm saying later in the show, I'm doubling down on it and I'm actually going to stick with it for the entire year this time, Randy. Randy Cross joining us on the show. Where is the best place for J.J. Watt? Where, where do you think the, his best fit is?
2: Uh, you know, somebody that, that can commit to him being probably a, well, a, a situational player, you know, a 35 to 40 snap guy mm-hmm. is best for him. Because let's face it, he's got some physical issues. He's had some health issues, um, and he, you know, from a football standpoint, he's getting up there. Um, so I think you know, a place like San Francisco would not be terrible. You know, put him pair him up with Bosa would not be a, a, an all bad thing. I think to get him, uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't mind to see him in a place like Miami. I wouldn't mind seeing him. Yeah. You know, heck I wouldn't have mind seeing him back in, back in Houston, but he was able to escape that circus. But uh, I don't know. I, I just hope he's able to have some help because that's the problem. I mean, the problem with the guy, once you hit your 10th, 11th year and you're, you're starting to pile up some dings, it makes it really hard to be available. And we always talk about athletic ability, but availability, especially for an older player tends to be a, a lot more of an emphasis. So, you know, long answer, short question, uh, wherever he can play, about 35, 40 snaps a game.
1: Let me throw this at you because there's so many people throwing it out there about his, his brothers in Pittsburgh. How, how do you, if you're him, how do you try to rationalize it where, yeah, it might be fun to play with your brothers, but also are they a serious Super Bowl contender or is this going to be more of the same like what we saw at the end of the year last year where there was a lot of fallout and a lot of problems it seemed with that locker room? Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I'm not sure if that's the best place for him. Mm-hmm. It would, uh, from a family standpoint, be wonderful to, re- to re- reunite those guys, like playing in your backyard with your little brother. Um, I think that would be fantastic. And that's assuming, you know, Ben's back and everything's kind of normal or as normal as it gets in Pittsburgh. Um, he he makes them immediately pretty doggone good. Does he make him a Super Bowl team? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Hey, if he if he came back in Houston, he wouldn't make them automatically a Super Bowl team. So I don't know why he being in Pittsburgh would be any different.
1: Where should where should what what should happen? I should say with Deshaun Watson.
2: Uh, well, that's a totally different situation, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of people commenting. Well, they let him go. Why won't let the other one go? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? One is a used car, you're taking to CarMax, and the other one is like a two-year-old Bentley. You're going to sell them for the same price and just no. say, oh, yeah, go ahead. Let's just, I'll take it down to CarMax and let it go. It's not a big deal. They might, they might get after me a little bit price-wise, but, yeah, I, I think Deshaun Watson is a high, high-quality player and is dysfunctional, whether they realize it or, or not, as Houston is at least the perception is, and sometimes when you look around and that's all you kind of see, that's what's real. That's what's real. Um, yeah, could he be back there? He sure as heck doesn't want to be. They don't want to give him away. Um, I think he warrants a, a bounty. The problem is, do you want to be that team that makes that next Herschel Walker trade? you know, that basically enables somebody else from a draft and talent standpoint to stockpile their team because you, you just had to have that guy and you just sold everything out. You know, it's, whether it's Herschel Walker, Ricky Williams in New Orleans, whatever your analogy wants to be, he, it's going to be that kind of a deal. And there aren't many GMs and head coaches that want to be on the, the business end of one of those things.
1: The great Randy Cross joining us on the show. Would you kick the tires on Carson Wentz if you were one of these teams in need of a quarterback?
2: Um, for a much more discounted price than a Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I'd look at him. i consider him. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how great. Again, you know, what's, what's his most endearing value? as a quarterback, to most people. Is it his availability, or is it his physical ability? Well, you can't doubt his physical ability. He throws the ball well, he moves, he does all those things. But, you know, is he going to be there three quarters of the time? I'd bet hard against that, just given the empirical evidence that you're not going to have a full-time guy. And, and, it, and in that world, that's not multiple draft picks. I think it's a lot of his deal, when it does eventually happen, may indeed be kind of contingent.
1: Russell Wilson was at the Super Bowl, watched Tom Brady win that, is a guy who's been a franchise quarterback, MVP, MVP candidate type of quarterback in the past. He had some comments on Rich Eisen earlier this week. Um, or I should say Dan Patrick, I beg your pardon, Dan Patrick earlier this week. For, for Russell Wilson, should there be more of a partnership in how that team is put together? for the Seattle Seahawks? Well, he's, you know,
2: Pete Carroll, John
1: Schneider, anybody in
2: ownership or management, not one of those guys have been sacked over 300 times. Not one of those guys has taken the hits and been chased. You know, Russell's been chased. It's crazy the lack of protection he's had for as long as he's had it and the fact that he's played at an MVP level. Um, almost criminal what they did to that offensive line that was so good there earlier in his career, and suddenly you know his job is to not only carry the offense but try to stay out of the hospital because of the lack of protection he has. Yeah. Um, now, I, me personally, I'm all about Russell Wilson and getting him anything he needs at at Seattle. The heck with you know, oh, well you know maybe you gotta, nah, you don't have to let him go. How about just protecting them? How about taking care of your guy? You know, what happened to that? So, you know, I, it's, it's going to be a hard situation. It's, it could indeed get a little bit nasty. But, you know, I look back at, you know, they prioritize the defense uh, over the offensive line back several years ago when they were in that Super Bowl mode, and they've never been the same. And uh, despite all that, Russell still is one of the best quarterbacks in the league and can almost, and well, not almost, in a lot of cases, almost weekly, beat teams by himself.
1: Randy, it's a pleasure, man. Follow this guy on Twitter, at RandyCrossFB. Hope to have you again soon, my friend. All the best.
2: Ah, uh, Thank you so
3: much. My pleasure.
1: Thank you. Randy Cross, analyst, three-time Super Bowl champion with the 49ers. Fantastic stuff from him. I want to go on that Russell Wilson stuff when we come back. 855 2124 CBS because I was horribly wrong about one thing last week, but I was dead right about another. Tom Brady is giving a lot of quarterbacks some ideas. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carman Show. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. On CBS Sports Radio. Tom Brady's giving some quarterbacks some ideas. We'll get to that, plus worker shoot. 855-2124-CBS. I want to get to these calls, though. Got to get to the call. Steven Pittsburgh's still there. The man has been more than patient. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Steve, thanks for holding Let It Ride.
4: No, oh, no problem. I was doing some stuff, so the radio actually on the phone sounded better. Good. So, anyways, J.J. Watt, I'm telling you, is going to go to Pittsburgh for the family connections. And and all due respect to your last uh, guest, no team's a Super Bowl contender until next year. So many things could happen, and are we in COVID or not COVID? Because uh, Mike Tomlin – said the Steelers one of their biggest problems during the year the offensive line never could practice together you really can't practice over zoom calls so i'm going to say every team's a super bowl contender i mean not you know cincinnati's not but you know what i'm coming from and jj watt was so upset that his brother didn't win the player of the year defensive player of the year this year he's not going to be looking for money and you put the pittsburgh defense uh, I mean, with no uh, injuries, like you never can guess about an injury. That Steve, defense is the best defense in the NFL. Steve, now I, yes. I appreciate you for hanging out, but I got I got
1: to disagree with you on a couple things here because I hear well, some excuses being made. <laughs> I'm hearing some excuse making being made here now. Now you know where I'm no, from. No, no
4: excuses, no excuses. Well, t- now. But I'm telling you, There's
1: but you talk Cleveland. about that. You talk about that offensive line. Well, hell, you talk about this offensive line not being able to practice. Did 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 the Browns did they or did they not have their offensive line able to practice, getting ready for games, getting ready for Week 17, and for the playoff game when they're dealing with their own COVID issues?
4: Oh, sure. That, hey, what I mean, what, mm. hey, me what I mean about this uh, offensive line not practicing, mm. I think the NFL made. Hear me out. I think the NFL hey. made a huge, huge this uh, um, mistake this year when one team couldn't practice during the week because of COVID. The other team that they were playing against should not have been allowed to practice either. That would have made it more fair. But that's not the excuse. I'm just saying J.J. Watt and the family connections, Pittsburgh is going to be the – it's not even a debate.
1: Steve, I hope you're listening later because I'm going to reference your call coming up at around 1 o'clock. And I thank you very much for it because I think J.J. Watt has a very serious decision to make that's going to obviously affect the rest of his life, and it's for the exact reason you just said. The exact reason you just said. Let me get back to the phones here. Tim and Charlotte. Hello there, Tim.
3: Hey there.
0: You know, the, you know that was a great, great topic you had with the NASCAR. I, Don't you make I, me I'm cry not, here?
1: I'm, I'm telling. I I'm, see the topic. You know I'm going to get emotional. Don't you make me cry? Go ahead. Well, let me
0: tell you something. I was not a NASCAR fan. I grew up in Pittsburgh, like our last caller, but I wow. I've moved around and I live in Charlotte now. And I remember I was a college recruiter, and a buddy of mine said, "Hey." we're real close to Rockingham. I heard Dale Earnhardt testing some cars and I was like, what does that mean? And I, and Rockingham's about 60, 70 miles from Charlotte. And it was part of the circuit. And we went over there and he was ripping that car around there. And it was, it was dark and you could see him standing on those brakes and those brakes would start glowing orange. He came over and he talked to every single one of us and got asked our opinion. He said, so what'd you see out there? I was like, man, you didn't even look like you knew how, you, how to drive. And he, because see, that's an honest opinion. He said, What'd you see? I said, Your your back end was all over the place. He said, That's called loose. And I didn't know any of that terminology. And he was one of the nicest guys and I, I would go to races and I would I'd stand along the line and, and, and snag him when he'd come by, i had been down to Talladega and Atlanta and Darlington. And he just, he just, he'd walk up and he'd shake your hand and look you right in the eye and say, Tim, how's it going? And I said, Man, it's going really good. I said, I came here with my kid and I just really enjoyed doing that top five. You know, nothing beats NASCAR road race, baby. You know, those guys jumping out and smacking each other around, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> Tim, I can't, I can't thank you enough for the call and the memory for a second because I thought you were going to get me emotional. Tim, thank you very much for the call. And anybody, I tell you what, you asked Larry McReynolds or any one of those guys, they say he hated testing. So he might have, there might have been a conversation where he was going to sit there and talk with you guys for a little bit longer just so he didn't have to get back in and go ahead and test. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I had the chance. I've told that story before. I told my dad, if I could, I'd tell my dad. He should have just. He should have just grabbed me by the arm and taken me, because I got in trouble. I don't remember what I did. Connor is going to be going. What are you talking about, Connor? When I was seven years old, I had the chance. My my uncle, my late uncle was a car salesman in Canton, Ohio, at a place called Ewing Chevrolet. And Dale came to town to do a signing. And because my uncle was a salesman, like, dang, lie, we were going to be able to cut in line, right? And I got in trouble. I don't know what the hell I did. It's usual seven-year-old assin off type stuff. And my dad told me I couldn't go meet Dale Earnhardt, and obviously I was upset. And I don't know what I got upset about. And my dad decided he was going to take me. And for whatever reason, I got like mad at my dad back and I told him I wouldn't go. And so my uncle's like calling the house going, hey, is he coming? Let's go. And my dad's going, he ain't going, Jack. He don't want to go. He ain't don't want to go. And I did not want to go. And when I was, when you know, when when you're growing up, you figure, well, you know, it's a, it's a car dealership. It's a Chevy dealership. He's gonna. He'll. He'll be back at some point. And he. And he w- I. I thought he'd be back in town, and he wasn't back in town. And then, sure as hell, seven years later, that's what happens. Which I'll never forget that day as long as I live. Which the story is for some people is actually comical about what I went through, but the day itself was obviously very tragic. Connor, you're 28 years old. You don't give a damn about NASCAR at all, do you?
5: I'm 26 years old, and no, I never really got too big into NASCAR. I have to oh, be honest.
1: Man. You are missing out. You're 26, and you're missing out. You're missing out on that. You're missing out on love. You're single on Valentine's Day weekend. You're missing out on it all, man.
5: I'm working on the single thing, though, Ken. I still got 24 hours, all right? I, well, I'm y- working on it.
1: Well, no, you don't do it now. What are you talking about? It's not cramming for a test on Valentine's Day. You got to wait till after Valentine's Day. Your loss is already your loss.
5: I think I still got a shot.
1: Still got a shot at what?
5: To find a date for Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, that's kinda of sad, isn't it? You don't think that's sad, Connor?
5: Look, I'm trying it's like hitting a three at the buzzer to win the game. I think I could still pull it off by the end of tonight.
1: Doesn't matter if you're down by forty already, buddy boy. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Let me go to Todd in Tampa. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, Todd.
3: Hey boss I just wanna you know I, I did want to say one thing about nascar i I don't care about that, but I knew about Dale Earnhardt and black number th- number three, and I knew that guy would do everything he could to 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 win and that and that made me watch nascar and Jen jr was it to, to be the son of a legend, he was damn good too. So I want to say that about NASCAR before I hit my Buccaneers. But let me say this, and I want to give you props. At least you got the stones to get out there and say, "Hey, I was wrong about the Super Bowl." Okay, mm-hmm. because the only two people I heard was on, on this station was uh, uh, Zach, and and I think Filipano called the Bucks and said, "Hey, try and talk me out of it." But all and and Bobby Hebert, who's A. who's you know who said. I, I bet against Tom I basically I was against Bobby I, I top Brady twice the- and he made me pay and I just can't do it again and uh and you know for someone in the division to say that I, I give you I give them props but the warning signs were there when we went on the road and we beat Breeze, yeah. Rodgers and 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 and, and you right. should have yeah, and then when our defense right. comes to play, it's, it's lights out. Well, just want to say props to you and the vibe. And the, and and Brady throwing the Lombardi trophy over to Cameron Brake just showed you that, baby, even if he has, even he knocks down one or two, he'll still hit the open receiver. Peace. That's unbelievable.
1: Todd, thank you very much for the call. I think my problem was is I got so focused on the argument that, well, you can't count out Tom Brady. What the hell does that mean? Tom Brady's a 43-year-old man. And and Philip Philip Rivers Patrick Mahomes looked like Superman going into that, and for whatever reason I let that cloud my entire. Well, ju- for that reason I let it cloud my entire judgment going into that game. The last week was an embarrassment, an embarrassment. And I'm the one who I'm the one on this network who owns a TB12 hat. I'm the one on this network who proudly says that I know close personal friends of Tom Brady. I've never met him, and I I I, I look forward to the day of that. I'm the one on this network that proudly says I'm a fanboy of Tom Brady, and I went against Tom Brady. The biggest problem that I had, is I hate to say this, Pony was right. Now I'm not against flip flopping. I'm not against that. If you it, there's nothing worse than sunk cost fallacy. You just especially when it comes to this stuff when you're arguing, it just makes you look worse. It just makes you look dumber and worse, and there's nothing worse than stupidity plus stubbornness combined. There's nothing worse than that. And they usually do go hand in hand. Biggest game of the year. at a chance for one great stand. And the whole year, you know, you you just, it's, it's hard to repeat. It's hard to repeat. I think it's impossible. I don't think Kansas City can do it. And then... Friday night before the Saturday show, before Super Bowl 55. Well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and pick Kansas City. I guess Patrick Mahomes has proven me wrong. Well, I'm going to tell you guys all this. And by the way, we got calls here. I'm going to get to the calls after the break. I promise you that. So stay there because I don't even want to do worker shoot. But I'm going to tell you this. I see the way that they're celebrating right now. I see the way that they're celebrating and the way that they're we're willing to throw throw Super Bowl trophies across wide bodies of water. I thank Todd very much, but I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm doubling down, and this time I'm not gonna back out. This time I'm not flip flopping. This time I'm having a backbone. You can mark it down in all caps, baby. Ken Carmen says For the 2021 season, you can pick 31 other teams. You can pick the Bengals. You can pick the Jets. You can pick Jacksonville. You can pick whoever the hell you want. You don't pick Tampa Bay. Connor, record it. Because this looks like the life's work. I don't think there's a chance in hell that they repeat this year. And if I go down looking like a fool, at least I went down with my heart and my head. It didn't back out of anything. 855-2124 Eight five five two one two four CBS. For whatever reason, I thought of Jim Fossil pushing his cards into the middle of the table, saying this team's going to the playoffs when I did that. But I'm not picking Tampa Bay to repeat. Coming up next, we'll get to your guys' calls. A lot of people wanting to get in on JJ Watton. Speaking of Tom Brady, boy, he's given some people some ideas. And for some of them out there, they're real bad ones. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Right now it's the latest sports update with the, again, extremely patient. I lost all track of time. Marco Belletti.
3: You're listening to Ken Carmen.
1: Yes! <laughs> yes! Woo! Yeah! On CBS Sports Radio. Turn it up, Connor, damn it! Let's go! Connor, man. Maybe next year. I don't know if you should be trying as hard this year, okay? Both of you, all you guys. All three of you guys in there. I got Billy Jack in there. I got I got Pierno in there. He got a, got a, got three studs in there. I'm about to get three women to call in and that we're about to just have dating game for the rest of the show. Forget Brady, forget Watt, forget Watson, forget the Texans, everything. Forget college basketball. Forget it all. I'm about to just turn it into an hour-long dating game for the final hour of the show. Get a couple of women in and go, okay. And just have Billy Jack and Pierno and Connor on the mic. And I'll I'll be Chuck Woolery for the rest of the day.
5: Can you please find me a woman, please?
1: I can find you somebody as long as you're not weird. Are you really lonely? I don't know if telling America is the right way to start out getting a lady, but we can we can figure that out. We can we can do that. You're all good guys. You're all good dudes. I love Billy's probably my favorite. I have a soft spot for Billy. We're all good guys, hey, but we got hey. bad jobs. No, no, I mean, come on now. Again, sell yourself, buddy. Sell I mean, yourself. No, you got
2: to be honest with them.
1: Do, do you guys – The truth I mean, what is eventually going to come out, you know. Okay, the truth can eventually come out, but, my God, you gotta have a little bit of confidence in yourself. Now, you guys know it as well. How many of you guys – if you three – I'm going to get these calls here in a second, all right? Trust me. Watt ain't signing with anybody just yet. We'll get to it. But how many of you guys – you guys know what I'm talking about? Because I'm sure you hens got the clucking and complaining at the same time. You guys knew a girl – who seems like a good girl, and she's got some loser boyfriend that she has to drive around everywhere and pay for everything that he does, and do it.
5: At least you guys got jobs. You guys ain't ugly. I've seen y'all. You're not ugly. Listen, Ken. Like, I don't wanna. I don't wanna just. And I don't have headphones here, so full. Just like I can't hear it's okay. you. It's okay. Go ahead. Like, like I, I, I know what's out there, bro. I can't. He turned his mic off. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying Leave to do some sort of like radio magic here cuz I don't go have ahead. headphones. You but know look, what's up? I know I know what type of guys are out there. So, and honestly, if th- if these girls don't want me, that's just that's a you problem. There you go. You see that?
1: Billy just sounded the most desperate I've ever heard of him in my life. If you don't want me, that's a you problem. You got me? Hey. I'm smart. You think I'm dumb, but I'm smart. I deserve respect.
5: Sounded like Fredo there at the end. Dude, Relax. You have it all. You have it all wrong, Ken. Oh, I have it wrong. What's what am I wrong about? Let's. I mean, you just painted a very awful picture of me.
1: I'm not painting awful picture. I just said you're a good looking guy. I said you are actually smart. You sounded desperate there. That's no, but I'm sounded. not dull.
5: You're not what? You're desperate. not smart. You sounded desperate. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I mean, you could say that. Yeah. But that's not true, though. Okay, well, I'm glad, damn it. Just, just bring it down a notch, brother. I'm sorry, feel- like, Piano gets me in like a fired-up move talking about Bumble. <laughs> oh, hell my God. If you're getting mad
1: at Bumble, then don't have Bumble, okay, son? All right? If you guys are getting worked into a shoot over dating apps, don't get the dating apps. Now, y'all have great things you can offer ladies. And no, maybe you guys aren't knocking it down right now. So what? So what? Who is, right? You guys are in your 30s, your 20s. It takes a minute. You know, in the words of Phil Collins, and before that, Diana Ross and the Supremes, you can't hurry love, man. You just have to wait.
2: Just give me my porn. I'm good.
1: <sighs> I told you, man, we're going to do a segment one day called "Pure Knows Pornos, and that's going to be the end of it. It'll be our last show. 855-2124-CBS. What a Valentine's Day weekend it is. I got Billy, who is not desperate, who sounds desperate, Connor, who's afraid to talk all of a sudden, and Pirino's talking about pornography. All on top of that, Larry Flint died this week. What a week it's been. Jim in Tampa, hello.
3: Hey, Ken, what's going on, buddy? Thank you for taking my call. First glad to have call you on the show, and love your show, by the way. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Go ahead, friend.
3: Well, J.J. Watt. Where would he go? My guess he should go back to where he was born. He's got to play with the Packers. I think it would be a good fit to that defense, and I think Aaron Rodgers would love to have him aboard.
1: I think that it was the first game it was the first team I wrote down jim i I wanted to write it off the top of my head when he first when he first got released when he was being when it was when Ruud, there was he was being released yesterday i uh, I got home. I didn't even want to check Twitter and I just wrote down the teams, and Jim, thank you very much for the call and the kind words. I just wrote down the teams, Jim, the The first team that I thought of was Green Bay. I wrote down Green Bay, Tampa, Kansas City, the Ravens, Titans, Cowboys. Then I wrote down Pittsburgh and Chicago. Now, I assume Pittsburgh and Chicago were going to be there, one because of his brothers, the other because of his, his wife. But the first teams, that I, I was just thinking, okay, I know those teams are there. I was thinking competitively. Green Bay is a competitive football team. The organization people argue about it's still a much better organization than what he came from, of course. I mean, good gosh, the bad news Bears might be a better organization where he came from right now. And I think these are teams that that right off the top of my head I think he has a chance to, to sign with. There's been a couple of people who've brought up other teams. I'm more than willing to hear it. I'm more than willing to hear it. And, it, by the way, if your team was a playoff team last year, or I would say made it to the divisional round, because there's some teams that back in and maybe you don't believe that they have a chance, fine. But if your team was a playoff team or divisional round team, I say take a whack at it. See if you can see if you can convince them. Ring chasing's a big, big deal around these parts. Cal in Buffalo, New York. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead.
5: Hey, Ken. Love the show. I just love the Fredo reference there since I'm in the mafia up here. In <laughs> Buffalo. I just like to make oh. my J.J. Watt pitch. Thank you. Um, since we've never won a Super Bowl, man, he's like the perfect missing link. We need that guy on the defensive oh, line up here. And tell you what, we got some of the best restaurants in the world up here. And I'm telling you, you come up, you can eat for free forever. He goes back to anywhere else. Listen, he is definitely
1: the missing link we need here in Buffalo, and I know he'd love it once you he get here and become part of the mafia. I had some people, I had some people bring it up in Cal. Thank you very much. They brought up the Browns and just bringing up the Browns here, and and you would think that I would say, yeah, slam dunk. No, I think the Browns absolutely should take a swing at him. This is why I mentioned the Browns with the Bills here. My concern is, one, weather-wise, Buffalo and Cleveland have a tough sell. Green Bay would have a tough sell well. It's not like they're playing in, playing in balmy weather, but he's from there. But the problem that Cleveland has that I don't think Buffalo has anymore, and that Green Bay has never had while I've been on the radio in general. Green Bay has does have a track record of success. Now, there, there have been ups and downs, and there has been some times where things have been a little bit complicated with them, but they have a track record of success. Buffalo's been to the playoffs a couple of times in a row now. Was it, three of the last four years now? I think people trust McDermott. I think people are now trusting Josh Allen. He can be a wild stallion, but he can also be fantastic, and I think that he's going to get better as time goes on. He's picking up defenses. He's doing a great job, and it's proven that their patience is working out. I couldn't be happier. Really, I couldn't be. Buffalo and Green Bay, they have that advantage. For Cleveland, the thing that I worry about is this. They made it to the playoffs last year. They were fantastic last year. Kevin Stefanski's proving so far to be a really good coach. Baker Mayfield seems to be back in the good graces of everybody and doing a good job within that offense. And that offensive line's great. They're going to have a lot of these players back. It looks like, and with the strength of the schedule, the DVOA, however you want to strengthen it, or however you want to pound it out because of the way their division fell, they have a really good shot in 2021. But because the NFL is connected as it's ever been, as tight-knit as it's ever been, players talk to each other more than they ever have. If you're selling your organization to J.J. Watt, you have to convince him that last year was not a comet across the sky, that this is something that will go back in 2021 and will be something that's going to be Good, competitive, and ultimately vie for the ultimate prize. Because then you're in a division that plays against his own brothers. So you have to do more of a sell job. The Ravens, they have their history, but they have to do a sell job because of that as well. But the Browns have to convince him that no, this is not just a one-year thing. This is something that's built for success. And for fans, it's easy. For guys like me, it's easy. But for a guy like J.J. Watt, who played for Romeo Cornell who has had teammates that have crossed in Cleveland, know that he has friends who have been in Cleveland, who have talked about Cleveland for a long time because he's been in the league for a long time. You have to sell it a little bit better. Buffalo, I think, is in a better spot. Weather-wise, maybe he does want to stay in nice, warm weather. Houston, it gets downright unbearably hot from what I'm told. Maybe he wants to go to Tampa, I'm not sure. Weather, who knows. But when it comes to competition... Yeah, Cleveland was a very competitive team last year, and I think that they can vie for the division this year in 2021. I think that they can make a a deep run in 2021, and that's not just blind homerism. I think they got got the stuff to be able to do it. But you have to be able to sell that to a guy like J.J. Watt and also sell to him that, hey, this is going to be, and I totally agree with Randy Cross, this is going to be 35 to 40 snaps a game. Not as much usage. But we're going to vie for something here. We're going to be able to play for something glorious here. 855-2124-CBS. If you're on hold, stay there. Going to get to that. Going to get back to the Urban Meyer stuff. We'll try to work in a worker shoot. And Tom Brady's giving people ideas. And J.J. seems to might have to pick between family and glory. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,